questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Tonight, prepare to be captivated by a spellbinding journey that will unravel the darkest secrets hidden beneath the surface of our world. Join us as we welcome the enigmatic author and investigator, Mr. Boyd Anderson, who will share a tale that will leave you questioning everything you thought you knew. Boyd Anderson's extraordinary story begins with a single night that shattered records in his explosive hockey career. From being an integral part of the best line in junior hockey, he soars to the heights of an international playoff team of champions from Zug, Switzerland. But this remarkable ascent sets in motion a series of events that thrust Boyd into a realm of unimaginable power and deception. From Toronto to Budapest, and ultimately to the captivating city of Dubai in 2007, Boyd's path intersects with that of Thomas, a figure who ushers him into a world where deception thrives and the elite wield unimaginable power. Here, hyper-competitive dealmakers and insatiable profiteers trade not only contracts and tickets, but entire lives, all behind the scenes of the business and political arenas we thought we knew. Yet, it is the chilling announcement by CNN in 2014. Malaysian Airlines Flight MH370 has disappeared that catapults Boyd into the role of an investigator driven by a deep sense of horror and a burning desire for truth. Guided by his keen instincts, unwavering perception, and an encyclopedic memory, he pieces together a puzzle where the loss of hundreds of lives becomes mere collateral damage in a staggering 55,500-ton gold heist. But the revelations don't end there. Drawing upon ancient numerology and the guidance of a nearly forgotten contact, Boyd unearths a grand plan that links the origins of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin to the tumultuous landscape of Europe, the Middle East, and the very fabric of the global economy. The world as we know it stands on the precipice of a seismic transformation, and Boyd's three years of tireless investigation and research lead him to a stunning revelation. The discovery of three abandoned Boeing Jumbo 747s on the tarmac at Kuala Lumpur Airport. With each piece falling into place, Boyd becomes consumed by the realization that a scandal of unimaginable magnitude is poised to shake the world, dwarfing even the infamy of Watergate. Tonight, dear listeners, everyone needs to know the truth. From the genesis of cryptocurrencies to the inner workings of the blockchain, from the murky dealings of Kraken to the intricate connections between Brexit, ISIS, interest rate hikes, and the most audacious gold heist assassination in history, Boyd Anderson peels back the layers of deception and ushers us into a realm where nothing is as it seems. Prepare to be riveted by the shocking revelations that will challenge your understanding of the world we inhabit. Join us tonight as Boyd Anderson unravels the origins of Bitcoin, unearths the truths behind political turmoil, and exposes the webs of power that stretch across continents. This is an exploration that will leave you breathless and forever changed. Welcome to Veritas. If this is your first time listening, welcome home. To access tonight's full interview and all of our exclusive material, simply join the Veritas Plus family by clicking on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. 
And while you're there, don't forget to check out the Veritas store for a range of great products, including Focused Life Force Energy. Experience the power of FLFE with a 15-day free trial today. No credit card required. We're excited to announce the launch of our brand new Veritas Plus Insider, your source for exclusive news and insights you won't find anywhere else. If you're looking to get in touch with Mel, have a guest suggestion, or would like to provide feedback, simply click on the contact button on our website. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's show. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. The title of his book is Under the Radar, 537-555, Trump Pence. His website is under the radar, 537-555.com. And directly from Saskatchewan, Canada, I'd like to welcome Boyd Anderson. Hello, Boyd, and welcome to Veritas. Hello, Mel. Thank you for inviting me onto, uh, onto your show. My pleasure. Well, let's begin with explaining the title of your book so we can set the stage. Yeah, well, the title, um, to be honest with you, I was uh, in, uh, after I wrote, started writing my book, I just just started to write it. Or actually, I just decided to write it. I had uh, told my story to Kurt Walker, a former best friend of Tom Lysiak, my centerman who was on the ice when I scored the fastest five goals ever uh, in three minutes and seven seconds. Uh, I was playing junior hockey in uh, Medicine Hat, Alberta. That's the top junior league in Canada. And I played alongside Lanny McDonald, who is today chairman of the board of the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. And a guy by the name of Tommy Lysiak, my centerman, who went number two in the draft that year. And um, I scored those goals on October 7th, 1972, which happened to be Vladimir Putin's 20th birthday. So another uh, coincidence. And when you actually take that record, five goals in three minutes and seven seconds, which will probably never be broken, that, that record will go down in history. So it'll be like a a bit of immortality, uh, which what the elites are actually looking for is immortality. Uh, that's the ironic part about my story. But when you divide five into 187 seconds, that's how many seconds. Uh, it's one goal, hockey goal, one goal every 37.4 seconds. Now, if you simply Google 37.4, you will get the temperature, the body temperature of your heart and lungs, which brings us right up to the injections that people are taking today, uh, which I can get into more detail. But yeah, what happened was um, I told my story to Kurt Walker. See, Tom Lysiak, my old centerman, he passed away of leukemia in uh, on May uh, 30th. At seven in the morning. Again, May the fifth month, 30th, 530 at seven in the morning, 5307. His wife, Melinda, actually sent me that information that the day that he passed away, you know, just to again, another coincidence. But Kurt Walker was his next door neighbor down in Atlanta, Georgia. They were living out in in Social Circle, Georgia. Uh, about 50 miles east of Atlanta. So I told my story to Kurt Walker, and he then proceeded to 
I say, Boyd, we got to do a movie. We got to do a movie. This is before I even wrote my book. So about a month later, he called me and said, hey, and I was just sitting on an airplane with James Quattrochi, who did a, just did a movie with Hannity on, uh, I forget what it was, actually, but he had helped do a, you know, a lot of movies, uh, Goodfellows, et cetera. So, you know, I was naive at the time. And I, he says, meet me in Hollywood. So I meet him in Hollywood. And I talked with James Quattrochi. I told James my whole story. And he said, boy, you have enough here for a Netflix series. I mean, we're talking Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, how it originated, et cetera. So he's a guy that says, you know, you should call your book Under the Radar. And so that's what happened. I, that's how I got the name Under the Radar. And then I added in 537-555 because if you look at the Masonic Cube, the Saturn Cube, which is numbered from one to nine, the way the numbers are arranged, when you add these three numbers up in any straight line, vertical, horizontal, or diagonal, they add up to 15. And of course, in numerology, the people who run the world, they take it down to the single digit one plus five is six. This is how they get the six, six, six. This is we're talking Jesuits, Freemasons, okay. And um, my number five three seven happens to be the middle three numbers, and then five is in the middle. And and I'll get into the triplicate of five, but the triplicate of five in numerology, everything has a satanic meaning and a godly earthly meaning which we can talk about later okay so that's how i got the name of my book well let me ask you first because my my goal today is to find out what really happened to malaysian airlines uh, flight mh370 and mh17 but the first question i have is losing two identical planes within a span of just a few months is an extremely rare occurrence in aviation history you know, MH370, MH17 are indeed unique in this regard. It is uncommon for airliners to, to experience such a back-to-back tragedy involving identical aircraft within a short time frame. And when I say identical, you know why I say that? Because even in your book, you mentioned that Boeing manufactures two identical planes every single time. But what are the chances that an airliner can lose two identical planes in a span of just a few months, Boyd? Well, I mean, this has been planned out for decades, okay? Um, my video on YouTube, if everybody wants to, you know, go to that after our interview here, it's simply on YouTube titled Under the Radar 537-555 Boyd Anderson. You will get and start it from the very, very beginning because this is Obama's campaign in 2012 when he kept – uh, he, he started off 537, 537, get out and vote, everyone. The number that changed the history of America. The difference between what was and what could have been, 537. Because you see, when George Bush, who, you know, all the presidents are traitors to our society okay in north america we're talking ever since richard nixon got rid of the gold standard in 1971 every president is guilty of being traitorous to 
our homeland here in North America. I'm in Canada, same thing. It's all the prime ministers here have been very guilty of working in cahoots. But uh, 537, you see, when Boeing, uh, first of all, that's how many votes George Bush uh, won by. When they had to recount the votes in Florida in the year 2000, when George was running against Al Gore, and of course, the, the, there was a tie. Now, <laughs> how, how, have you ever heard of a tie? Anyway, so they recounted the votes in Florida. And of course, who's the governor of Florida? It was George's brother, Jeb. And you know, you know how many w- votes he won by? 537. Okay. Now, 537 has a history. And if you go back into the Bible, 537 BC is when Cyrus captured Babylon. He was a Persian emperor. And he captured Babylon and freed 50,000 Jews and allowed them to go back to Jerusalem to rebuild their second temple. And this is why the the Jewish people, I'm going to call them fake Jews, okay? These are Khazarian Jews that that occupy Israel and Ukraine and Russia, better known today as the Shabbat Lubavitch. Uh, they control the economy in Russia. They control the economy in the Ukraine. Uh, in Turkey, you have the Dunma Jews. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not anti-Semitic at all. But these are Khazarian Jews. These are not real Jewish people. These are Mongolian Turkish background people known as the Khazars. And then the, you got the Dunma in Turkey. Turkey is really where supposedly Satan uh, started. And then you've got the crypto Jews in Saudi Arabia that run the royal family of Saudi Arabia. So this is the core of the Kabbalah, the Kabbal, which starts with a Q, the letter Q, which is the number 17 in the alphabet. Okay, so I'm just giving you a little bit of of uh, a scope to to deal with here. But 537 AD was the first siege of Rome when the uh, Ostrogothics tried to capture the Roman Empire and the Pope was actually saved by a Byzantine general by the name of uh, Vigilius, excuse me, Balisarius was the Byzantine general who fought off these Ostrogoths and that's when they stuck in a Byzantine Pope in 537 AD by the name of Vigilius, and he became Pope. He stayed in power from 537 AD to 555 AD. Also, 537 is significant in Turkey, in Istanbul, uh, which was formerly known as Constantinople. They have the huge mosque, which was called the Hagia Sophia, which was completed by Justinian. He started the completion to convert it over to Christianity in 532 AD and completed the Hagia Sophia Mosque Cathedral uh, in 537. Okay, so another significant number there and date. And then, of course, uh, 537 is my hockey record. Five goals in three minutes and seven seconds. So, I, and then 555, on the other hand, uh, the, on the on the occult 
side. 555, you can Google everything here. Uh, 555 simply means highest death. Okay. And uh, King Solomon, we can talk about him. He used to collect 666 talents of gold from the 12 tribes of Israel every year. And when you divide 12 into 666, what do you get? You get 55.5, okay? This is why the obelisk in front of the Washington State Building is 555 feet high. And supposedly, someone told me that it's 111 feet into the ground. So that brings it to total 666, which is the number that they worship. So. This is how I, I, I came, you know, uh, I put this thing together. My birthday is 555. I was born on the Ides of March on the 15th on my mother's birthday. So some more significance there on 555. And then at the end of this interview, I'm going to tell you the the godly meaning of those numbers, 537 and 555. Okay? But isn't carbon... 666 also? Absolutely, uh, yes. Six protons, uh, six electrons, you, you know what I mean. Absolutely. And we keep hearing that they want zero carbon emissions. But they're not talking about CO2. They're talking about carbon. Does that mean the population of carbon-based life forms, meaning you and I and the rest of us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're... they're um they want to reduce the population in, in the United States by, well, I'll put it this way. If you go by Deagle, the military statistics, which that's what I did. In, you know, I did not read this in the 20-page document that they showed me. But back in uh, 2008, when I was in Dubai, uh, I, that's when I got introduced to Thomas. But uh, uh, he, he basically... Um, uh, showed me the 20-page document of the, the New World Order plan, which was written and put together by Richard Liable from Regina, Saskatchewan. A lot of people down in your way probably don't know much about Saskatchewan, but it's the number one place in the world for natural resources today. And there's only it's the size of Texas, and there's only a million people living here. Half of them are native Indians. And then the, out of the other half, 25% of those work for the government. And the other half are farmers and, and miners because we have it all. We have, we have oil, uh, gas, natural gas, uranium. We have lithium. We have helium. We have uh, diamonds. Wait till a diamond mine starts. That's Rio Tinto, the mining company owned by the royal family of England. Um and we have agriculture. We have Saskatoon is killing the world. Okay. Saskatchewan is killing the world and people don't even know it. And they played an instrumental role in this whole Malaysian airline caper and this whole um, COVID pandemic. And they're building, they're building a $300 million vaccine factory right here in Saskatoon. Okay. It's set up right beside the rare earth mineral processing plant. So when you put one and one together, <laughs> my belief is that they're going to eventually put these rare earth minerals into the injections and uh, get people souped up. 
so that they can create this hive mind connected by frequencies. We're going from the age of Aquarius or the age of Pisces, excuse me, which were the two fish. I'm a Pisces. The two fish that that are symbols of the of the church. So they're they want to get rid of Christianity and all the the Christians. Um, and uh, you know when we're going into the age of Aquarius, it's all about the element air, which is Lucifer. And they're all Luciferians. Uh, they worship Satan. And this is the world we're going into. Well, I guess we've been living in it for a long time and haven't even known. I never knew. Because, you know, when you don't allow these demons' thoughts into your into your brain, if, you, if your consciousness is totally godly and you don't even think about the negative, because that's, that's me. I mean, I, I, my life has driven me to simply not allow any negative thoughts into my mind and can just think about positive thoughts. And so whenever a negative thought ever enters my mind, I simply start to pray out loud to you know, God Almighty, Creator, Universe, Energy. And I always identify myself. You know, my name this is Boyd Carl Anderson, born March 15th, 1954. And I tell him where I was born, Carrot River, Saskatchewan. And I'm happy and grateful. And thank you for allowing me and my family to live a long, happy, fruitful life. And, you know, I, I constantly am praying to fight off these demons because they're everywhere. And I'm telling you, Saskatchewan, Western Canada, because we were always under the thumb of the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth. And now we have King Charles, who's taken over, who I believe is could be the Antichrist. I'm not sure. But uh, um, Regina is, a, is the Queen City right in Saskatchewan. And that's the home of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, who played an instrumental role in this Malaysian airline caper gold heist mass murder and the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, you can Google it in 2016, you know, a year and a half after they pulled this caper off, uh, 55,500 tons of gold heist. Uh, they, uh, the RCMP, I call them the, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police were given a hundred million dollars from our the taxpayers of Canada, uh, due to uh, an excuse that they 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 created out of thin air called sexual harassment with their female employees, they were saying that the the male RCMP officers were sexually harassing the females. So I believe it was just a way to keep it in the company and split up the cash. Um, Canada is so involved with this. New World Order movement. It's incredible. Uh, they're developing Ethereum, which is Bitcoin's rival, the only crypto that will survive 2024. And it needs its original platform crypto called ETC Classic. Okay. They have to, they have to, Putin and Glencore, which can, the Canadian pension plans have bought into Glencore heavily, like, you know, Canadian pension plans and the teachers pension plans put in $4 billion each into Glencore in January 2016 when they crashed the market. And today that stock is well over $500 again. And um, 
But explain Beautiful. why you think the stock market fell. <laughs> it was probably orchestrated because they yeah, wanted to it, buy gold yeah. and silver. Exactly. You see, the price of gold had been dropping since 2011. By 2015, it had dropped down. Barrick Gold had dropped down to $8. Previously, it had been a $55 stock. And the price of gold had dropped down to just over $1,000. And, you know, they had to drive the price of gold back up because they did this gold this gold heist, okay? Uh, you know, they put 7,900 tons. 79 is the atomic number for gold. So they put 7,900 tons into seven vaults around the world. This is in 2000 and the fall of 2014. After they pulled off this Malaysian airline gold heist, um, so what they had to do, the, the International Monetary Fund is in control of this gold, and the seven vaults each have seventy nine hundred tons. So there's a vault in Singapore, Hong Kong. There was one in Dubai, but but since my book came out, they've moved that to Ottawa, Canada, the capital of of Canada. So let me start again. There's a, a, a vault with 7,900 tons uh, in Dubai, in, excuse me, in Singapore, Hong Kong, Zurich, Switzerland, London, England, Ottawa, Toronto, and New York City. Uh, George Soros' son runs the exchange in New York. It's called Gold Money. Okay. It's on the, the Toronto Stock Exchange. The, the stock is a good one to purchase right now. It's bottomed out. And it will go, it'll, it's down to about, they did a one to five conglomeration of stock. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. And 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 that brought that value up to uh, $8. And now it's $9.79 or something. But it'll climb right up to $50, okay? I read that in that 20-page document. But um, getting back to 2014 and 2015, when the price of gold had kept dropping, so they had to create fear and uncertainty. This is why they created ISIS. I met al-Baghdadi in Thomas's office in Dubai. Thomas was is the main character in my book. You mean Thomas. Simon Elliott? Yeah, that's that's uh, uh, that's his Al real name, Al Baghdadi. Yeah, better known as Simon Elliott, born of Jewish parents, um, creator, or he's he's the leader of ISIS, Mossad agent. You know, but in 2015, what started people's fear was when Erdogan, their big ally uh, in Turkey. Uh, he shot down a Russian fighter jet because they're all working together. The Russians, the Ukraine, Turkey, they're all working together. The people on the top are all working for the World Economic Forum and what I call the Swiss Jews, the Swiss bankers. So that's when they in, in the on November, they had air to, of 2015. They had air to one shoot down the Russian fighter jet to create fear and uncertainty. They had. They created all these black. Well, they crashed the stock market in uh, January 2000. The worst crash in the history of, of Wall Street. So all the elites sold their tech stocks and their, uh, uh, yeah, mostly their tech stocks, and they they bought into 
uh, gold and silver stocks, you know, the penny stocks. And then they uh, they had all these black ops in Paris and Brussels, which were all psyops to create fear and uncertainty. Then they had ISIS um, uh, flow into places like Iraq and get rid of all those refu- all those people in in Iraq. All those refugees were fl- fleeing Iraq into into Europe and. And, and and even the uh, the group, um, uh, I forget the name of that group, but uh, it was part of ISIS. You might as well call them ISIS in North Africa. All of those refugees were fleeing, going across the Mediterranean, and all these these refugees were entering Europe to cause chaos and fear and uncertainty. And then to top it off, they created Brexit. Um, the, they had. Um, the leader of uh, of Brexit, um, I forget his name, Nigel, Nigel Farage. Farage. Yeah, he's all part of this whole caper. That's why him and Trump are such good buddies. But they use Nigel. I'm talking about the Committee of 300, the Queen of England and all the royalty, and Stephen Harper, the Prime Minister of Canada back in 2014. You see, um, they created all this... Uh, fear and uncertainty because they all bought into cryptocurrencies uh but the first they bought into gold stocks and they created brexit they all knew that brexit uh was going to happen before it happened because it was it was in a 20-page document that i they had given me in 2008 you know and um on the day brexit happened was june 23rd 23 is a big number for them 23 chromosomes and you know, the, you know, there's a lot to that. I won't get into it now. But uh, on that date of Brexit, the Chinese government deposited $90 billion into Rothschild's uh, uh, vault in London, England. And on the same day, on June 23rd, Brexit Day, the biggest Zionist Freemason in the royal family of England, Prince Edward, you'd think he'd be in England on such an important date, but where was he? He was in Regina, Saskatchewan, handing out awards to the university because they helped write the code for Bitcoin along with Elon Musk. You see, Elon Musk's helped Richard Libel. He was like an assistant to Richard Libel uh, from Regina who who put this whole 16-year plan together. I'm including 10, there were 10 pages on the coronavirus. Excuse me. You know, it was all a pandemic. Okay. It was, it was, it was put into this 20 page document that, that was, you know, given out by, I think, the World Economic Forum in 2008. And then Bitcoin, of course, hit the market in 2009. And, um, you know, I could have had a hundred thousand Bitcoins, but I would have been a, a sacrificial lamb. Okay, and instead of me, when I backed out of getting involved in 2010, people are going to have to watch my videos to get the background on what I'm talking about. But when I turned them down in 2010 to get involved, that's when they brought on board Richard Branson, you know, Virgin Airlines, the guy that Obama, when he retired as president, he spent the first month of his retirement with Richard Branson in the Caribbean. But when they replaced me, because I, I didn't take the bait, I, I just uh, I was kind of warned not to do this. And, and um, uh, I would definitely be a, a sacrificial lamb. 
because my number, my hockey record, 5307, when I look it up in the Hebrew-Greek definition, the strong definition means it goes, the root word goes back to the Nephal, the Nephilim, the giants that were on the earth before Noah and after. But it simply means the fall, to fall, the fall of man, the fall of the American empire. You know, and it's going to happen this fall in 2023. Okay. But um, when I didn't take the bait, they brought on Richard Branson's girlfriend. Her name was Autumn Radke. And autumn in the Hebrew definition means the falling of the leaves. And instead of me falling off my balcony in Singapore, 16 stories to my death, it was Autumn Radke. She took my place. And, you know, it, it, this is kind of a maybe a convoluted way of telling my story because people who have not heard of me will be wondering, you know, what is this all about? But they're going to have to watch my videos on YouTube. And if they go to Rumble I and just Google my name, Boyd Anderson, uh, B-O-Y-D Anderson, they'll see probably seven or eight different uh, videos and one has a four-part series uh, in it, which will explain everything. Um, the boy, but, let, let, let me dissect a few things here to put things yeah. in perspective. You mentioned yeah. Nigel Farage. You yes. know, we, we know him in the United States, as you said, he's very friendly with uh, Donald Trump. But yeah. at the same time, I believe that the banking system in the UK has completely deplatformed him. They close his accounts. He cannot open a bank account over there. So the well, question I, is, is Farage a good guy? Is Putin no. a good guy? Well, it depends what you want to call a good guy. <laughs> no, they are working for the Swiss Jewish bankers, the, the World Economic Forum, the Rothschild Corporation. I look at the world as a Rothschild corporation, and all the countries are basically corporations underneath it, uh, like Canada and the United States. Are we're, we're not really countries. We're, we're I mean, especially Canada. Uh, we're just a, a colony of the of England of the British Isles. So, um, Nigel Farage was their power broker. He was a stockbroker all his life. And the Committee of 300, which is run by the Queen of England, they used Nigel Farage as their power broker through this whole caper to create trillions and trillions of dollars for the Antichrist, which is, you know, what what uh, Prince Charles is talking about, or King Charles, I should say. And um, they're very, very satanic and... and, and uh, I mean, I can tell you stories uh, that have happened recently with uh, the uh, murder of quite a few Native Indians here in order to open up that diamond mine just east of Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. So, Nigel Farage and, and see Donald Trump, I didn't know if he was involved at all. Like, I'm going to ask a question to your, your viewer, your, your audience, and I'm going to let, does anybody know? All you Trump fans, do anybody have any idea who Donald Trump's best friend and business partner is? Okay. I'm going to leave it out there because, you see, Donald. I didn't know if Donald Trump was involved. And I'm an old New York Ranger hockey player, right? 
So I didn't ever make it to the New York Rangers for a reason, and that's because of a, an agent, but I won't get into that. But Donald Trump was a good friend of a friend of mine, Ron Greshner, who I, I started my hockey career with. And he ended up playing with the Rangers for 16 years. You know, Studio 54 back in those days, the, the late 70s and 80s. And, of course, hanging out with Donald Trump. And I didn't put it together. I, I did not know that because I had not talked to Greshner for 35 years. And the next thing you know, I'm I'm... It's a long story. It's in my book. But uh, so what happened was I started emailing Donald Trump and texting him to tell him, do you know who did Malaysian Airlines 370? Do you know Malaysian Airlines 17 was MH17 or MH370's identical twin? But but, but are you talking about Hussein Sajwani? I'm going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So so I started texting and emailing Donald Trump. Do you know about the gold heist? Do you know about who or originated Bitcoin and the and all the cryptos? You know, do you know who pulled off this gold gold heist caper and the, the massacre of 537 people? And the only response I got, I mean, I was doing this for months. And finally, I started, I think, in June when he was on his campaign of 2016. And finally, I get a response from Newt Gingrich. He sends me an email. It said, Boyd, please donate a dollar to let us know you're with us and not against us. And honestly, God, I didn't know how to take that. I just because I thought he was talking about the election. And I said, listen, I'm Canadian. I, I don't vote for in the America, you know, in the United States. So I left it at that. And I never heard from him again. I mean, I left messages at Mar-a-Lago, but never, ever got a reply so what happened is I uh, I fly down to, like I said, Hollywood to talk to James Cotrochi right around the time Donald Trump got elected. And I'm telling my story and I'm saying, guys, Trump is involved. Well, I said, I'm not sure if he's involved with it, but I kind of got a feeling. But so what happened was I fly back here to Saskatchewan after Hollywood in the uh, end of November of 2016. And by golly, in January of 2017, Trump announces to the world that who attended his New Year's Eve Marlago party ringing in 2017 was his best friend and business partner, Hussein Sazwani. Now, Hussein Sazwani is the guy that backed the gold heist. They're the ones that put up $600 million with the ruler of Dubai, the ruler of Abu Dhabi, and the ruler of Saudi Arabia to back this whole gold heist, okay? And and Hussein Shizwani himself, he fronts the richest Iranian family in Iran. They're into the pistachio business. And Hussein Shizwani, before he got into real estate with Donald Trump, they own two golf courses together in Dubai. They're on the liv golf tour now all of our good golfers have gone over there um uh, you know but um uh donald trump uh they gave him in 2007 when i moved to dubai in 2007 i'm sitting there with thomas and i'm reading the paper and he said oh jeez the ruler of dubai he just gave donald trump a 30 million dollar penthouse with a tennis court and top helicopter pad you know, so he has been bought and 
paid for by the Saudis. And this is why when he became president, the first trip he made was to Saudi Arabia. And he took his 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 criminal group with him, uh, Wilbur Ross. You know, Wilbur was Trump made Wilbur his finance man, uh, chief of, of, of the United States. Wilbur ran the Rothschilds bankruptcy office in New York City for 30 years. And who do you think bailed Trump out of his sixth bankruptcy? And that was in Atlantic City was Wilbur Ross. And who worked for Wilbur Ross was Don Jr. This is when they sent Trump. They got him out of his bankruptcy and they sent him out to call uh, to Hollywood. And they made him the apprentice on the, on the TV series. And they said, if you do a good job, we'll make you president. And that's exactly what happened. Because Trump had been laundering all the Russian oligarchs, not only Russia, but the Ukrainian oligarchs, Abramovich, who owns Avraz Steel in Regina, Saskatchewan, um, Kazakhstan, all the, the, the oligarchs from Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan owns Cameco right here in Saskatoon, who is the largest uranium mining company in the world. So these, these oligarchs, when the Berlin Wall came down, and when was it, 1989? Right. These oligarchs became very filthy rich uh, and, and making the, the, the societies over there poor. I mean, the average income in the Ukraine was $200 a, a month. No, it was a $200 a month. And and so they they were laundering all their money through Trump's real estate business, and I mean he was running a a poker game every night at the Trump Towers, one one floor down from his penthouse, and that's where all these Russian oligarchs would come and play poker and drink and have their hookers and who knows what, you know. So yeah, it's 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 uh, you know Trump to me is the most valued uh, commodity of the people who run the world. He's known as the Pied Piper, okay? The Pied Piper is the most valued character of, a, of an empire. When you can get somebody to believe in you and divide the country and create a civil unrest, but I don't blame him because what he's saying is true. But I'm just saying he's he's been planted there to do the job. And see, you know, who ordered MH370 to Kazakhstan was was Vladimir Putin. Before you go there, before you go there, you almost seem to be describing Biden as well. Another well, pipe piper. All of the presidents, every one of them. Obama was the worst. Every one of them, George W. Bush, when he sent our, the United States military into Iraq, yes, figure it out. Okay, for no reason, right? There was no weapons of destruction. He sends our the U.S. military in there. Now, who do they hire to supply all the food and drinks and uh, you know to the to the military? Tally Burton. No, Hussein Sajwani. Oh. Who's Wani was in the catering business in Dubai. So they used him. That's how they introduced him. And he provided all the food and beverages for the military. And in, in one instance, when I was doing my research on my 
book. <laughs> I'm reading about a busload of uh, U.S. soldiers. After they ate lunch in the bus, they all fell asleep for eight hours. I saw that story years ago. What yes. happened there? I don't know. All I know is Hussein Jiswani was supplying all the food and drinks. And this is Trump's best friend and business partner. Like, like Mohammed bin Salman, the ruler of Saudi Arabia today, in 2007 and 2008, when I was hanging out in Thomas's office every day, I was, you know, waiting for my quantum biofeedback sale to go through because that's how what how I ended up in Dubai. I was in charge of the province of Ontario uh, with what they call quantum biofeedback, which dealt on the principle that everything is energy. Everything has a frequency. And, uh, you know, even your thoughts have a frequency. Positive thoughts are much stronger than negative thoughts. And so, you know, it, I was, you know, they, these these devices that you hooked up your wrist, your ankles and your head with with cables that hooked up to a box of frequencies. It was a diagnostic and a therapeutic device. And it, it worked great on me when I hooked up to it. I cleared my mind and it I make me feel a lot more energetic and young again. Forgive so me for I, interjecting, Boyd, but so that the listeners know, in case they don't want to go and watch all the videos, Boyd, after he left his career in, in professional hockey, you got into sales and one of these ventures was this quantum biofeedback machine where you became very successful. And then you 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 handle Saskatchewan and then you were gonna take no, over no, the no, Middle no, East. No. no, no. no? No, 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 no. Let me backtrack. I, after my hockey career, I was like 30 years old and I had been very successful as a salesman after my hockey career. And in 2000, in 1993, I got into computer sales, hardware, and we became the number two IBM hardware sales company in Canada. Myself, I grew my territory from 500,000 to over 10 million in sales. I had the territory of Ontario, okay, not Saskatchewan. I never lived in Saskatchewan for 40 years, okay? I only moved here after I came back from Dubai. But let me let me get into what happened to me. I, I was very successful selling computer hardware in a place called Kitchener-Waterloo. I bought and, and well, I, I designed the penthouse at the Seagram Barrels Warehouses. Seagram's owned by the Bronfman family, okay? Now, <clears throat> I didn't know anything about it. I, I was just trying to have fun in my life and live in a penthouse. I'd just gone through a divorce. And so I hooked up. So after my 10 years of selling computer hardware in Kitchener, Waterloo, Ontario, I got into quantum biofeedback sales and I was put in charge of all of Ontario, 12 million people. And I was selling, they were selling for $20,000 a piece, these devices. I was selling about 10 a week in 2006 and part of 2007. And what happened was a, a Lebanese Syrian gentleman came in to an open house and I told him all about our device and I hooked him up. And after about two hours, he said, Boyd, my brother's got to see this thing. I said, well, where does your brother live? Well, he lives in Dubai. His name is Jihad. Now, when I 
so after in in three within three months, I get a contract with Saudi Arabia because these two brothers, okay, their last name was Sharif, okay, just like Omar Sharif, but they were best friends. His their uncle in Dubai, Sharif, was very good friends with the Bin Laden family, who have the largest construction company in the Middle East. So I moved to Dubai in 2007. I had a contract for $17 million. They wanted to buy a thousand of these devices. They want, they wanted to start a thousand wellness clinics throughout the Middle East and put a device into each location. So when I landed in Dubai in 2007, she had asked me to please hook up his his uncle, who was tight with the Bin Ladens, his daughter, she was only 11 years old, and she suffered from uh, uh, cerebral palsy and uh, spinal meningitis. She she was incapable of, of, of communicating much. And at night, all she would do was moan and groan. She wouldn't sleep. And here's a little 11-year-old girl who just could not sleep. So I hooked her up to the quantum biofeedback for an hour and a half, two days in a row when I got to Dubai in 2007. This is September. And as, as the months went on, she slept like a baby every night. And they couldn't believe it. They thought it was a miracle. So this was the attitude going around. They thought I had, you know, the magic device, which I really think, you know, thought I did. And this is when they asked me to fly to Turkey to Istanbul and hook up a politician and a surgeon. And I had no idea who Erdogan was at the time. He was vice president at that time and then became president after. But I, we hooked him up for about an hour and a half on the device. And then we hooked up the top surgeon in Istanbul at the top biggest hospital in Istanbul. And both of them you know, they just shrugged their shoulders and said, well, you know, we're th we'll think about it. It seems like a good device, Boyd. We'll think about it. Because it's very subtle. Okay, you have to, you know, really relax. It's, it's, it's a relaxation stress management device. And anyway, so this is leading up to, you know, what brought me to Dubai in the first place. And your question was? <laughs> I forgot what the question was. Okay, no problem. But yeah, this is what brought me there. And and uh, Thomas, you know, I hung out with him every day in his office. I mean, the the Saudi sheik, the, well, the ruler of Saudi. Well, but explain who explain who Thomas Lily Kasansky was. Yeah, well, I found out as as the years went on. After I started writing my book, I actually found out who he was. His real name was Thomas Germain Lilly from the Eli Lilly pharmaceutical family. Okay. Um, his mother, his, his mother was from St. Petersburg, Russia. That's where Putin grew up and Putin, you see Putin grew up next door to a Jewish Kazarian Jewish family who looked after him, both his, his mother and father were both working and he'd be alone a lot. So he, he kind of, you know, hung out with this uh, Jewish family in, in St. Petersburg, and they brought him up. So he's very loyal to the Shabbat Lubavitch. And see, Donald Trump, his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, is a Shabbat Lubavitcher. 
Okay, and they converted Ivanka over, not to Judaism, but in 2010, Ivanka Trump converted over to the Shabbat Lubavitch, who are satanic. They worship Lucifer. So uh, Thomas is from the Eli Lilly pharmaceutical family out of Indianapolis, and Mike Pence was the governor of Indiana. So today... I just want to stipulate, this is very important that people understand, that when you take three injections and then booster, booster, and more boosters, and maybe a flu shot, your body will eventually become antibody enhancement dependent. And so Eli Lilly, if you can Google this, they have an antibody enhancement dependent vaccine, I'll say injection, and it's called L-Y for Lily dash C-O-V for COVID dash five, 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 which in the occult means highest death. Okay. So they have millions and millions of vials of this injection on the shelves, ready to sell. They've got the monopoly on the injections with pets. They bought what did they, what Eli Lilly did as Thomas, I noticed when I had not communicated with him for three years, okay? But I noticed uh, in 2015, which would make it four years. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll bypass that. In 2015, Eli Lilly, all of a sudden, Bitcoin, which was up to $1,500 per Bitcoin, overnight dropped to $1,000. It dropped by $500. The next day, Eli Lilly purchased Bollringer out of Germany for $900 million, And that would give them a monopoly on, on uh, vaccinations for pets, okay, or animals. So that's they're in the background. But they're the root of all evil when it comes to the injections. And I believe they're obviously they're above Pfizer and Moderna and all these other ones were brought in under them under their umbrella uh as the years went on and canada again because the queen of england has and and king charles have their thumb and the rothschilds you see the rothschilds started the hudson bay company up here in canada which really is canada today you know it's never been a constitution it's never been a country the the corporation of canada resides in washington dc in the name i believe in the name of the rcmp but it's it's just a it's just a colony and um a lot of things that they're doing up here uh are not really legal you know like there there are really no provinces there never was a confederation of canada okay so this is why canada is so heavily involved now Glencore, let me get to Glencore, because the Canadian pension plans, like I said, and the teachers' pension plans invested into Glencore in 2016 when it bottomed out. Their stock had been a $500 stock. It bottomed out to $71, and that's when the Canadian pension plans bought in. Now it's well over $500. It went up as high as $575 a share, and just recently... Glencore is the most criminal company in the world. Okay, it's a Rothschild company, and it's based out of Zug, Switzerland, or Bar, B-A-A-R. 
I played hockey in Zoo, and I heard about Glencore, but I didn't know anything about it. I never did any research into it at all. It's, it just left my mind, you know. But this is the company that Mark Rich founded in 1984. Mark, or I think it was 1974. But anyway, Mark Rich was a fugitive of the United States. He was pardoned by Bill Clinton in the last hour of his presidency. He was on he was on the run of the United States government for 20 years, chased by James Comey, the, the head of the FBI, who was it was just it was all a game. It was all cat and mouse. They didn't want to catch Mark Rich. He was Israel's shining star. Bill Clinton was threatened or pressured by the Prime Minister of Israel to pardon. Mark Rich in the last hour of his presidency. And and so he started Glencore. Now, they pretty well own Canada and the Congo, you know, cobalt mining. You've heard all the the horrendous stories about the young children and people who are just trying to scrape by in the Congo and they're working with their hands digging up cobalt, which is radioactive. It's just sickening. And and today, you're going to hear about this new virus coming out called the Congo something uh, brain hemorrhage uh, uh, inflammation virus. I don't know if you've heard about it yet, but you're going to be hearing about that. It kills 40% of the people that is infected. But I want to say that Merrick Garland, another Kazarian Jew who... um, is is now he's the, the what is he the the uh the uh attorney general pardon me attorney general attorney yeah attorney general it's a joke he just uh charged glencore uh, and made them pay a fine of 1.2 billion uh for for uh negligence and fraud and everything but 1.2 billion to glencore is a drop in the bucket. They're the ones that started the cryptocurrencies. They made trillions on the cryptos, okay? And um, and the gold, you know? Uh, they're buying up all the mining companies in Canada today, Glencore. It's a sick, sick, sick company, and Canada is owned by them. It's, it's really sad. So, um, so you think Satoshi Nakamoto does not exist? No. No, Richard Leibel and some of his assistants from the Regina University of Regina and Elon Musk and this uh, Peter Thiel and maybe a couple of people out of Australia combined. I think they, they're the guys that wrote the, the code for Bitcoin. And, and Richard, he spent, see, he was deported out of Canada in the year 2000, just like Mark Rich was deported out of the United States. And this is all CIA and Mossad, Israeli Mossad. Both Rich, uh, Mark Rich and Thomas uh, Lily Kazansky, the main character in my book, were Mossad agents. Thomas wore a Jewish kippah under a baseball hat. So he was very connected to the Pope. All roads lead back to Rome, okay? But... Um, uh, where was I? Um, yeah, so Richard Libel was deported out of Canada for, again, he changed the legislature 
in the Saskatchewan government when he was working for the government, which is in Regina, Saskatchewan. And he uh, opened up the investing. He made it easy for the, the Asian people to buy up the farmland in Saskatchewan. And he got charged with fraud and changing the legislation. So they deported him out of here to Bangkok, Thailand. And he was put in charge of this 55,500 tons of gold, okay? Plus there was some silver. That gold sat on a military base in Thailand since 1979. 1979, it was in Tehran, Iran. It was the, the Shah of Iran was looking after this gold. It was ancient gold. It, it was 99.9% purity, okay? And the only way that they could resell it and use it for this new world order was to get it down to Perth, Australia, and get it remelted at the World Gold Mint. Now, Tony Abbott was another Khazarian Jew or Freemason, whatever you want to call him. He was the prime minister of Australia at the time. And see, the whole time I'm in Dubai, Thomas is telling me, you know, we got to get this gold out down to Perth. You know, we got the first two tons out in the passenger plane. But, but who, who owned the gold? It was the Shah, just the custodian? Or where did that come from, that gold? Well, that's the million-dollar question that I have. You know, was this was this ancient gold from from uh, from from uh, it could have been from Babylon? It could have been from from Israel. I don't know. I really don't know. It could have been. I know it was ancient gold. That's all Thomas would tell me. Some other people have commented on it that uh, maybe are, you know, more intelligent on the history of this gold. But uh, so they moved the gold because they expected the Ayatollah to take over. Yeah. In the 1979, 79 is the atomic number for gold. But the, the Ayatollah was involved with this too, because, you know, when Obama paid them back with 160 million or billion a few years later, that was the Ayatollah was in, in, in you know ruling. So, you know, they're all involved. I mean, it's but the Shah was put in charge of it. And in 1979, they moved it over to Thailand and it sat on this military base in Thailand since then. And then, you know, what happened is. Uh, you know, do you want me to do the whole play-by-play? -play? Well, we have to take a one and only break, and then we'll do the play-by-play. -play. Okay. This is fascinating. I'm just going to say that I'll give you the play-by-play -play after the break, but understand that uh, uh, Christine Lagarde, the, the CEO of the International Monetary Fund, she did a half-hour speech in I think it was June or July, while they were moving the gold down to Perth to get it remelted, she did a half-hour speech on the number seven, okay? And she said, we're all hoping that 2014 will be a magical year. Now, when they're talking about magic, they're talking about black magic. The Thomas was their black magic guy. And this is the guy I hung out with every day for over a year, okay. Is she referring to Shemitah or double Shemitah? Well, I'm going to get to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's do yeah. it on the let's do it on part two, and also 
part two, I'd like to get your take on how you feel about uh, having a prime minister who might be the son of the late Fidel Castro. If I had to bet money, Boyd, I would love to get a DNA sample from your prime minister because I'm guaranteeing you that he is the illegitimate son of Fidel Castro through Margaret and her little flings that she probably had in the island of Cuba. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think Pierre knew all about it. Her, her, her husband, Pierre, <laughs> he, he was involved with it. Because, you see, Fidel came from the same Khazarian Jews from, from, you know, from between the, you know. Crypto Jews from Spain, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I could get into that in much more detail. And not only Trudeau, but you got to understand all the prime ministers of Canada are just as bad okay in fact stephen harper is is worse he's the guy that sent our military to the ukraine on january 1st of 2014 in preparation for the cleanup of mh370 which landed in the northern part of the ukraine it crashed in the northern part of the ukraine its identical twin mh17 was not shot down by the Russian missile. It was shot down by a Ukrainian fighter jet. And it happened on July 17, 2014. July is the seventh month. 717 in the Hebrew Greek definition means Armageddon. 717, 2014 was the 17th birthday for both airplanes they were identical twins when the when the Rothschilds whose head office is out of Chicago when they make a 777 they make duplicates and their maiden flight MH370 and MH17's maiden flight was on July 17th 1997 so let's I'll take a break now let's yep. leave that cliff, uh, cliffhanger and also I don't think it's only Justin Trudeau one of his siblings, perhaps the one who died a few years ago. But we are here with Boyd Anderson. The title of the book is Under the Radar 537-555 Trump Pence. You can buy it anywhere. This is Mel Hustlerick, and you're listening to Veritas. One more hour to come. Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial of FLFE today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas, because you don't want to believe, you want to know.
Rise and save us from ourselves. 